Please listen carefully. Hi, I'm Paul Frields. And I'm Dave Guzman. And welcome to Practical Bass, where every week we pick a topic of interest to you, the working bass player, to elevate your gigs and gear. And we unpack it and discuss it and invite you, the listener, to give us some feedback and uh, and discuss those topics with us as well. Um, you can do that through our website, practicalbass.com. You can leave us feedback there. We also invite you to connect up with us on social networks, um, Facebook, Google+, Twitter. We're also on Instagram. And uh, we invite you to uh, show up and, and let us know what you think, right? We, we would love to hear your opinions on the show, if there are topics you'd like to hear about, we definitely read everything that comes to our inboxes, and uh, we will be happy to respond, and uh, And who knows, maybe we can get a, a show out of it as well. And uh, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, that's easy as well. You can go to practicalbase.com, hit the subscribe link, and you'll get a list of all our available feeds there. If you're on the podcasts app on your iPhone or Google Play Music, on your Android phone. You can use iTunes on your Mac computer. You can use Stitcher Radio on any platform and just about any RSS or podcatching app that's out there. Just look for Practical Bass. Use the search function on your app. Look for Practical Bass. You'll find our black and white PB logo. And uh, you can subscribe and get a fresh episode delivered to you every week, hot off the press. And uh, Hopefully, you guys will uh, will enjoy listening over the coming weeks. And if you like what you're hearing, we do hope that you'll recommend it to your other friends, uh, musicians, bass players, especially. And uh, we hope that uh, that you enjoy what we're dishing out here. Dave, what are we going to talk about today? Ooh, today we talk about strings. 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 Can't live without them. That's right. the thing about it. You yeah. Can't, you can't really play bass without the strings. It's not, not as helpful. It's literally impossible. That was like the worst, like the worst joke to begin this show with. Like that was, there's, that gets an F, I think, in the, in the, uh, Segway, uh, archives or the, the, the annals, the annals of Segway. That's like a low point. Which is sure. a win also. Cause it's like the lowest, <laughs> the highest and the lowest. They're both wins. <laughs> That's right. It's in the middle. You don't want to be, I don't know. Yeah. You don't want to be in the middle. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure you're right there, Dave. I think it was pretty bad. Hmm. Um, yeah, we are going to, so we're going to talk about strings. What kind of strings do you, you use Dave? Um, electrics. I use, I literally try to use all of the strings. I'm, I'm, I'm all <laughs> over the map. Right. But like recently, is it like whatever's on sale or is, or, or you just like <laughs> sometimes, <experimenting? laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I'm in budget mode. Um, I've tried to, I've, I've like tried to scope everything that I can. I'll even skip. Like I'm not the guy that does like one and sticks to it. My, my base personality yeah. is just to like, there's something, you know, like the grass is greener on the other side. You never know what you're missing. Try right. these strings. Right. And it'll unlock the right. potential of your bass. But, you know, recently, I guess, like, mostly I, I, I've been in the, the nickel round wounds kind of vicinity. And I, and I try to explore the under $30 range. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because I, gotcha. I feel like I have a sensitivity toward, like, strings that 
start to die. Yeah. It, as soon as they die, I, as soon as they start to die, I go get new ones. Yeah. I have that. Like so you're very fickle about it, is what mm-hmm. you're saying. I am. I am. I'm a little, a little fickle. Does your wife need to be worried, like when she hits her, like her four o or something like that? <laughs> That's why I married a young woman. I don't know. Another I discussion. To, I may have to cut this out if she listens to our show. <laughs> she doesn't listen. Trust me. We're safe. We're fine. <laughs> she's she's not going to listen to the string episode at least. Right. <laughs> Oh, so um yeah but i but i also like like stainless steel right mm-hmm. I, I i like i like a lot of different strings and i like what they all do and and because i'm a a one bass kind of person right it's just my my bass personality yeah yeah i don't have different bases that i can try different strings on. i can't have like a certain you know bass that i'm like okay that's where the flat wounds go this is where my yeah. steel this is where my I just have to try them all on the same base. Yeah. So not like being a humble brag or anything, but like, so I do have a lot of bases and a lot of them have different strings on them. Right. And I got to tell you, like, I know this sound, I know this sounds like bad, but it keeping track of it becomes like, like that's, it's horrible. Like I I don't even know at this point, like now I can't even remember like, Oh, did I, when did I last restring that? I have to pick it up and play it. Right. Sounds pretty new, but I don't know. (laughs) Right. Or is it just the neck? Yeah. I probably should keep a little card with each one to tell me when I did it. (laughs) Right. Um, so like today, like right now I'm using, you know, uh, Diodaria, like medium tension, 50 to 120. But right before that, I was using uh, Rotosound 55, which yeah. are pressure wound steel. Uh huh. Right? Yep. Like that pressure wound thing. Yeah. Um, before that, I was doing the, the DR Black Beauties. Yeah. Yeah. I really like those. Um, the Elixir, the, the, the coded technology right. that they right. have, I really like those. Those I actually yeah. stuck on for a solid like six months to 12 months. Yeah, and you guys gig a lot, so that's that says something. Yeah, that was like, I I think that was the one that was like, ooh, I could like really hang on to these for a while. Yeah. yeah. They lasted me like two months at a time. Right. Before I could notice that like some strings were dying. Um. And I've even done like the 77, the Roto 77, the nickel flats. Yeah. I've, I've scoped them all (laughs) to the point that like, I have no final decision on which is the best. I just, I just like kind of jumping around and sometimes I find a string that like really works for me in the temporary moment. That's like, yeah, this feels good. You're with strings the way I am with beer. Right. <laughs> right. Is a good way to, yeah, to put it. Exactly. Yeah. I you know, this is this works for now. I find something yeah. else. I jump on it for a little bit, but it's you know, I think it it's part of what keeps my because I'm because I really only manage one base at a time. Right. So my variable is the string. Right. Right. That's the thing for you that like, hey, I'm gonna vary it this way today and or for the next couple of weeks I'm for gonna the do ne- this. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, that's just, that's my, my style, but how, what's your, what's your string take? Well, so I actually had like a very boring beginning to my 
base history with strings. Like I, I didn't really see how there could be that big a difference when I was a young player. And so I kind of just found a brand that felt good to me and like was priced fairly okay. Yep. And so I was using, um, GHS stainless steel base boomers. Right. Um, the one thing I did find is like the gauge definitely for me was like, that was something that I definitely found. Like I tried a few gauges and I did find that for me, I like the medium type gauge, which, you know, medium meaning for, for most players and purposes, that's a little bit heavier, right? Like on the heavier side. Cause it usually is like, there's like meat, there's medium, there's, there's light, there's, or there's medium, medium light, light. There's probably like extra light. And nowadays they get heavier, right? Like for heavy kinds of music, you can even get really heavy strings. Yeah, I, I never went to that extreme, but medium was about right for me. Like it was about like 45, 65, 85, 105. For me, that was like, right. that was my my gauge. Yeah. So I always love those. And I played, <laughs> I think I played that brand and those strings for like, I mean, not those exact strings, but like, you know, I yeah. kept buying that brand for like, 20 years right right <laughs> it's like right. i never like a, oh why change it it's, you know, if it's not yeah. broke don't fix it yeah. and i was missing out on like really trying new some new sounds like for those out in our audience like this could happen to you and it's okay like you know sticking with one thing if you love it if, if you it love works. the way it sounds that's awesome you know um if you like experimenting you know definitely we you know we encourage that too i just a few years ago i made the switch to nickel and I have not gone back and, you yeah. know, and, and I'll, we'll, we'll talk about some differences between strings and I can definitely yeah. relate, you know, what that, what that did for my, um, for my playing and, you know, and how it felt. Um, so mainly nowadays I'm using nickel, uh, right. very specifically I'm a DR guy. Like I've, when I, when I, when I started switching string brands to try different brands, I tried, you know, like I said, I'd use GHS. I tried uh, um, Daddario's, um, I tried Ernie Ball, I tried, I mean, there were a whole bunch of like um, off brands that I tried, some some bizarre brands. Um, I I finally, you know, when I got to the DRs, that was, to me, it just, they felt perfect. Like that was yeah. exactly the kind of string that I'd wanted to play my entire life. Right. Um, I it don't felt know, like home. Yeah. I don't know why it was just, yeah. that was the thing for me. Yeah. So now it is like sunbeams, uh, which are their nickel ones. Yeah. And, uh, well, one of their nickel kinds of strings and, uh, high beams, the stainless steel high beams. Those, those are absolutely my favorites. Right. Because, so, yeah. And, and Paul, you're like, you know, more of the technical guys. So like, for for those folks that don't quite understand what a string is made up of, could you explain sort of like what a string makeup is? Yeah. Well, so, you know, the strings are basically have, you know, they've got a core. Mm-hmm. There's a core wire and it's going to have a certain thickness to it. And it's going to vary by the string maker. It's going to vary by the string gauge. It's going to yep. vary by the, it's going to vary by the string composition, but you have this inner core. Okay. And then around that is wound another gauge of wire. And yeah, sometimes right. it's wrapped like you have more than one wrap, right? And they're wrapped very, very tightly. Right. Um, and, and again, so the, the size and the even the profile of these wires varies. Like sometimes you have a core that is round. Sometimes it's hex-shaped, like yep. hexagonal. 
um, cross section. Right. And then, you know, and again, then it, then uh, other strings are wound around it to yep. build up its mass and diameter. And, right. you know, at the end, it kind of all gets, you know, uh, wound off and, and uh, uh, the windings stop in a specific way and they're, they're kind of anchored in a specific way. And then you, at the end, you know, the wire is wrapped around and tied around this, this ball, like this right. brass ball or uh, whatever the material is that, yep. that the maker is using um, as an anchor point. Right. And is the core and the, whatever it's wrapped, whatever's wrapping around, is it different material or same material? It can be. Yes. A lot of times you have, so a lot of times what you'll have is like a stainless steel core yep. and pretty much most of the strings, like most all the strings. Right. And then the outer wraps are typically the things that are different. Like right. it might be stainless steel. It might be nickel plated steel. Right. It might be, um, t it might be actually uh, a steel wire that has a, a wrapping around it or a coating on it of a, di of a different kind. Right. Right. So like you mentioned, the elixirs are like yep. that. Exactly. And, I mean, so this there, is probably yeah. a good time to talk about like what those differences are. Right. Right. Because you've got different string materials. You know, you've got the stainless, you've got nickel tape wound coated, etc. Yeah. I mean, this, this episode is going to be, you know, a little more like an explanation or maybe like an encyclopedia article. Some of the audience is going to feel like, you know, we're, we're just going to kind of go through a bunch of these different types, but it does help to know these things when you're going to pick them out because you can pick the right type maybe for the, for the kind of sound that you want. Yeah. Because I mean, I, I think like in general, right, this is, this is a topic that's very, uh, it's one of those where like when, once you start digging in, yeah, especially for those that are really like figuring out like, wow, there's a lot of like variation and there's a lot of like information lot, out there. A lot of different companies, a lot of different brands, a lot and of then, marketing too. Right. And a lot of marketing, a lot of hype. Yeah. Um, you know, especially with newer alloys that are coming out and new ways of making strings. Like right. there's been a, it seems like there's been a spate of those recently, but right. You right. Know, the, I think that the stainless steel strings are probably a good place to start because yes. it's kind of the simplest material to explain right i mean they're generally all all steel and the thing yep. about steel is they're generally the brightest strings that you're going to get are going to be pure stainless steel um so if your music needs like yep. a lot of twang a lot of grind um that's sort of like the gleam on that top end right stainless steels are absolutely you know that that's going to be what you want um they do last uh, a pretty good while, but right. what I have found, I don't know about you, Dave, but what I've found is that they, they last longer than yep. some other types of strings with that gleam. But when they get to the end, it like goes off a cliff. They're done. Like, yeah. you know, like within a, within a, within one gig or two gigs, you know yep. me, like these strings That's are gone. It. That's it. That's it. right. Like you'll, you'll play them, you know, at last night's gig, they were fine you might rehearse and then right. you take them out to the next gig and you're like, Oh my God, these strings are dead. Right. <laughs> it's amazing. Like how that, how right. that can happen. But, um, right. And, and they're, they're a harder material yeah. too. That's right. That's right. Which impacts your, your frets. Yeah. Cause your frets are stainless steel. Right. right? So you're basically rubbing steel on steel. Yep. And you know, you'll hear about people who say, Oh yeah, my, the frets are all chewed up on this base. Chances are it's because you know, that, that player had, yeah. you know, 
harder strings on it, like stainless steel. Yeah. They wear down the frets uh, over time. I mean, it, it happens faster with obviously with, with steel strings, but you know, right. it still happens with other kinds too. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's definitely a, a hazard. Um, so then you have your nickel plated. Right. Right. right? And these are the ones that I, I switched to recently. Right like nickel plated steel which they're they're not quite as bright as 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 the steel um and like they're when you first open them up and you first line them up they do have that brightness like they feel oh, yeah. like that brightness yeah. they've got that yeah and they're they're real close some of them are are really close some yep. of them are are just about as bright as the stainless steel ones but i've i've like in my experience and i could be wrong but i feel like they kind of stretch out like yeah They've got this lasting power um, where you still feel like maybe a month, depending on how much you gig, but a month or two after, you still have that that brightness. Yeah, that's and that honestly, that's a big reason why I started using them because yeah. the music I was playing, like there was more like slap involved and stuff like that. And right. so having that brightness consistently was important for right. the gigs that I was doing. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, what I found, and, and again, this is my experience, but what I found is that, um, the, the brightness on the nickel strings diminishes very gradually. So right. like three gigs from now, it's going to sound about, you know, 85, 90% is bright. Then another three gigs from then, maybe, you know, 80% is bright. Yeah. And, and the weird thing about that is they can get, they start to get like, as they get, dead as the as the strings deaden you your calibration of what right. you think is a bright string that's, has been that's the other side of it right <laughs> it's been changing very gradually so suddenly right. you're like wait a minute suddenly these like you pick up your bass and like why did these sound like they sounded great the other night what you realize is like your your perception of what bright is may have changed yeah. your new time. norm is twisted yeah exactly yeah. exactly which is why, like, and and if you're if you are gigging regularly and you've got a lot of stuff going on, you just have to get into a routine. Yeah, because sometimes you just have to put it in a process. Like, you know what? It's been two months or whatever that time is. Three months, yep. one month, whatever that regularity is yep. of like, if you're rehearsing a lot, you have to like take control of yeah. your string situation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. With the nickel strings. You know, here, the nice thing is the uh, what I found is that the nickel, the nickel plated strings, for whatever reason, um, a lot of times I can find them cheaper than yep. the pure stainless steel ones, right. and that makes it a little better on the pocketbook. Right. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, that you hit it right on the you hit the nail right on the head. I used to set up like a rotation. I yeah. When I switched the nickel strings, I found that like six weeks in or whatever, eight weeks in, time to change my strings. Yeah. Right. And, and I just start doing it. You didn't feel quite as badly about it because, you know, maybe it wasn't costing you quite as much in the pocket. Right. Right. So that's a nice thing. Yeah. Um, so another, you know, another benefit is they're softer. This is the thing that I they really are. found. They're softer on your fingers. Um, and I, I didn't realize how much difference it made until I went back to stainless steel a few right. months back for a couple of my bases. And I got done with gigs and my fingers were like, they hurt, like they were chewed up. And I was like, and I don't play extremely hard, but yeah. you really can tell the difference. Yep. 
It was it was amazing. It was a real eye hope. It's true. Yeah. So then you got your tape wound strings. Right. And the tape wound string is usually like, you know, uh you've got your metal, right? You've got your metal wrap, but um wrapped around that will basically be like wraps of a nylon tape. Right. And usually I found them to be black, but I know there are other kinds out there mm-hmm. where they're like you know, they might be neon colored or sure. all sorts of crazy yeah. colored tape that you can get. Yeah. Fender's got like the big tape wound. Yeah. Yeah. And tape wound strings are awesome because they're um uh that that material mm-hmm. is is extremely soft on your fingers, but almost yep. in a in a weird way. Like it's 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 a weird like slippery kind of way that you have to get used to. Yep. And you might find your if you're not careful, you may find yourself playing harder because your your fingers are not detecting the right. string the same right. way when you're playing. So you right. have to like kind of get back in tune with this different kind of playing. Yeah. Um and they're also quiet tape wound strings. They're quiet and yeah. um and they're boomy. They'll have like a boomier, like a rounder, more mellow you know, mellow kind of sound to them. I had, um, I had some tape wounds on a, um, on a fretless bass. Yeah. It did a great job at emulating that upright sound. Right. Yeah. It just hit it. it yeah, nailed absolutely. It. Like it got as close as I felt like it could. Yeah. First strings job. Yeah. I have an acoustic fretless bass guitar mm-hmm. that is like that. It's tape, got tape wounds on yep. it. And, uh, I, the, I heard a bass, almost this exact bass that somebody let me try of theirs. And that's how I ended up getting this one. Like I, I right. found a, I found one used and I bought it because I really love the sound of it. Yeah. Um, with those tape wound strings. It's, it's really cool. It's a, it's a cool feel and yep. definitely its own little, its own little vibe. Um, and then now you've got now encoded strings. There's coded. other kind, kind of materials that coded and you played these, right? I have. Yeah. That's like, uh, the elixirs. Which is super cool, right? Yeah. Like when I found the coded strings, like I think that for me was a run. It was probably like my longest run. It's like six months with one string. (laughs) That's a long run. That is a long (laughs) run. That's a long run. I feel kind of like a a sleazy guy with my strings. Like, you know, that string got six months. (laughs) And then you... Then he threw it then to I, the side. You tossed it, to it aside. <laughs> Needed something fresh and new. Uh, no, you know, like the coated string was really nice for me. I mean, I, I don't, I think um, it was nice because it, it um, okay, so everybody has um, some sort of like oil or something on their hands, right? Mm-hmm. There's that other aspect that folds in. Right. I feel like based on other musicians' experiences and for me playing with other musicians, I don't have as much of that. Yeah. But there's still some. Sure. That right. deteriorates the string, right? There's right. some like... Everybody's got some level of acid and oil that they exude from their skin, but you're, you have, you're saying you have less. I have less, people. right, from my experience. Yeah, yeah. Not, I'm not trying to like be above those that have more... Oh, you're you're definitely bragging about it. I can tell <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I run dry as the Sahara on my fingers. I'm super dry. I'm super dry on the acid level. <laughs> but um, no, but I found that like my playing, like at that point, I was playing in that in that period. I was playing a lot, and, and it didn't have like very little. There was very little impact. 
Um, and it was nice, you know, there were things that I, that I had to give up for yeah. that, right. With these strings. But, um, like if you're looking for a string to just last, yeah, the coded is, it was beautiful. Yeah. The coat and the coded strings, the way they do it is they basically like, they bind a polymer uh-huh. to a nickel string. Under, usually it's a nickel string underneath. Right. It was a nickel string, yes. Because yeah. because that'll, that'll hold better, I think, than the steel yep. does. And also I think that if you have steel underneath it, like, like I said, the steel is usually like, they're often not as, it's not usually polished or anything the same right. way. So like you could put, like the coating would start to get shredded faster on stainless steel. Right, right. Um, I, there may be somebody who's doing it differently but yeah. a lot of times they're nickel underneath so you just like that brightness you can preserve it yes. even longer basically right and that's what was happening but that's what i was experiencing i was experiencing like the brightness lasting yeah. longer yeah. with a lot more abuse and now as you use those i mean does the does the coating does it shred to where you can like see like nope. anything or just wears it just wears off over time. Yeah. It just kind of like, it just goes away. And then yeah. at some point it just dies. Like, so I must be I wearing gotcha. it out. I don't know what was going on, but at some point it would like wear out. It was like a hard stop of like, Oh, yeah. that's cool. That was like, you know, two months of playing. You're done. Yeah. Need, need to bring in the new ones. Right. Right. And so, you know, and there are other things out there now too, right? Like there are these cobalt strings that Ernie Ball has. Mm-hmm. There are copper-plated strings. I remember there being, I don't know if they ever made them for bass because of the amount of material they need, but I remember for guitar, yeah. I remember there being a string called Maxima when, I think this was probably back in the 80s, late 80s, early 90s. There's a string called Maxima, which was like gold-plated. They were nice. gold strings. And like they were supposed to last a really long time, but they were expensive as hell, as right. you might expect. <laughs> you know, it's like $80 right. for a set of strings. But Next they last to diamond-plated, like, right. Yeah, they last you yeah. like six months or a year right. or something. I don't know if they still make those, though. Yeah. Um. So then, you know, so that's one dimension. Right. Now, we've just described one dimension of strings, which is what they're made from. Right. Then there's the whole thing about how is the string constructed? Yeah. Which is an entirely different bit, right? That's right. Like, I think you and I both, like, we use a lot of round wound strings. That's correct. Right. right. And you find, you know, a lot of players will be playing round wound. It's, I don't know if it's the most popular, but I would be surprised if not, like, a lot of the strings you find are round wound strings. Sure. And so they, you know, that basically means the wire that wraps around the core, or at the outermost wrap at mm-hmm. least, is a round wire. And yep. so, you know, if you were to look at it really close, it would look like a bunch of little bumps, you know? Right. Little bumps if you looked at it from the side of the string. And uh, those kind of strings, they clang a lot. You know, they're, they're going to sound more aggressive. Yeah. Um, they're going to be rougher to the touch because as your finger slides along them, you're sliding along these these bumps, these little bumpy ridges. Right. And, uh, you know, and again, on your frets, they're going to, you know, they're going to leave little grooves sometimes as well. Um, and the round wound string, I mean, to me, like if, if you're going to be playing like anything aggressive or if you're going to be playing like funk or something modern, right. Round, you know, rock music or whatever, round wound is pretty much like, sure. It's the de facto standard. Yeah. It's not to say that you can't use other strings, but those are kind of what you hear in those style of music like that yeah it, it sort of it, it gives it. you that grit and it gives you that that definition yeah absolutely 
And then you got your flat wound, right? Right. Where the wire on the outside has a flat has a flat profile. And if you run your finger along that string, it's smooth, like super yeah. smooth. Yeah. And um, you could see it. They're just like little flat yeah. kind of tape. It's like a tape, like a very yeah. thin piece of tape. It looks like a strip that's right. been like wound around it or whatever. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that and so those, you know, those flat wound strings, by comparison, they're gonna be mellow. Yeah. They're gonna be a lot less aggressive. And, you know, for my for my taste, like flat wound strings, like I'll, like I love round wound strings on like a jazz bass or whatever, mm-hmm. that style bass or a modern type bass. But on a precision bass, give me flat wounds every yeah. time. Like which, which is funny because we were just playing one of my P bases upstairs and that right. one actually has round wounds, right. but it's just because I haven't <laughs> right. gotten around to, to changing that. You haven't got around to getting it flat. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, let's look at that. you. <laughs> but yeah, that, so the flat yeah. ones are mellow. You know, they, they sound great on, to me, they sound great on precision bases. Yeah. So I mean, I, I played, I played from, flat yeah. for for actually a long time it was the only thing that i played and i i liked the uh i liked the dullness it was like a taste for me yeah it was like i was the basis with the with the flat like yeah that flat flat wound string kind of well that's i mean that's the original kind of string um you know like upright bases right are are flat wounds right right you don't find i mean uh, maybe somebody does this but i don't know why you would because they would chew up your fingerboard directly right um but upright bases are strung you know with yeah like i mean sure there's gut and there's other things but you know yeah. if you're if you have steel type strings on a yeah when you're upright it's flat wound yeah and and i think um you know it, it also all of this depends like what like these, this is just like a good like definition of all the different strings that you that you could choose from. But at the end of the day, it really is like if yeah. you if you Google it or whatever, what string should I choose? Yeah, it really just comes down to like what sound yeah. are you looking for? Yeah, right. Yeah. Because I've I know great bassists that just do maybe just reggae. Yeah, right. And reggae guys yeah. want flats till they're dead and dead and more dead. Yeah, deader than Elvis. Right. Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, that's totally great. Thumpy like sub dub kind of yeah. sound. Yeah. Like go for it. You know? Or if you want that super bright, you want yeah. it to just sound like tinsely and way up there. And yeah. That's cool. You know, that works also. Right. So you have to figure out like what your what your goal is and what your right. game plan is. Yeah. These are just descriptions, I think, to kind of help listeners figure out what they might want to try. Right. And I mean, you can get real, you get really deeply into like the core of strings as well matters. Like round right. cores yep. are going to be a little floppier. Like if you were to hold them up, they're a little f- more flexible. Yeah. Like if you're to hold them up off the base, like just hold them out, you know, stretch out your arms and just like have a string flapping there. They're, they're going to be more flexible. Yep. They're more resonant. And then you got hex cores. And those are going to be stiffer because of the way that because of the way that right. shape works. Right. And they're going to be a little more mid-rangey. Yep. And, you know, but I think those differences start to get pretty subtle. And so I always think like, I, 
you have to start getting really particular about your sound. Like there are so many other things that you can adjust before you start getting to that level. Right. That maybe it's not such a big deal, but you will, I mean, there, you do detect it though. If you're, you know, once you start getting really into your strings, you know, it might just be your intonation. Yeah. It could be. It might be be episode two or whatever that was. (laughs) Well, and we talked about, so we talked about both you and I, it sounds like we, we tend to heavier gauges, Yeah, Um, but we should also point out that like, you know, even though we play heavy gauges and I think both you and I, like we tend to dig in. Right. Um, the thing I like about heavier strings is that they they feel tighter, right? If the string weighs more, you have to tighten it up more right. to get to the note that you're tuned to, right? And it also means that's that's also why you find heavier strings used for you know like musicians that tune down to like drop D or below that, right? You know they'll use heavier strings because that way the tension doesn't go too low where the strings like flapping around on them or something like that. Right. Yeah. So that's what, you know, heavy strings are good for that. Um, but lighter strings, even though you and I don't do really, you know, super light strings, those are great as well. I mean, if you're trying to do something where you need a very delicate touch, Mm -hmm. right. And they're very crisp and they have a lot of overtones, light strings, like lighter gauge strings will do that for you. So if you're doing something that's more, I don't more, I don't know, more like, fusion or who knows like like maybe you're playing more like in a solo bass kind of right. thing you're probably going to be using like l- you know lighter strings for that yeah. because you want the every nuance to come out as opposed to sure. you know what i do which is like <laughs> brute force <laughs> just <laughs> thumping yeah so i mean i think the the key for the listeners is i mean what what do we want to tell them i guess at the end of this i think it's like just use use your ears, right? Figure out, I think like with strings for me, because I went through a period where I was trying to understand this whole thing, understand what the different materials are. Like go through this, right? So that you understand what you're doing, like what you're actually approaching. But at the end of the day, it is trial and error. Like you have to test them out, figure out what sounds right for whatever project that you're doing, or for your sound, like if you're developing a sound for yourself, I want to be a bassist that that has a sound, narrow that in with it and um, or, you know, just play around and figure out, you know, what works for each situation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you got to experiment and find what's right for you. Yep. And let that guide your choices. Exactly. So. Well, that seems like a great place to wind up for today. Um, you know, we definitely want to hear from you guys out there. What are the brands that you like? What what gauges do you like? What material or what construction type do you like for your strings, and why? Uh, we really want to hear from you. Um, it's important that you know, we don't want to feel that we're just shooting information at you guys. We really want to make we really want to make this a conversation that uh you know we can continue and so you know we invite you to connect up with us on social network um you can find us on facebook and on google plus you can find us on twitter and on instagram even um of course you can subscribe to the uh, podcast as well you'll find us on practicalbase.com on the web um by the way you can even leave feedback there if you like those feedback uh forms that you fill out go straight to me and dave we love to hear from you guys and we read everything that uh that you guys send us we we watch it like a hawk 
we would definitely like to hear from you about this episode. If you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, you like what you're hearing, just visit the practicalbase.com website and there is a subscribe link there. And we are found everywhere that you're listening to podcasts. So whether you're on the podcasts app on your iPhone or iTunes on your Mac, if you are on Google Play Music or another podcatching app, or if you have Stitcher Radio, which is available for every platform, you can download their app as well. Just bring up your app, whatever you like, and search for Practical Bass. You'll find our black and white PB logo and subscribe. Click the link to subscribe. You'll get a new fresh episode delivered to you weekly. And uh, we would love to hear from you. And, and if you have ideas for shows, let us know. Um, we're definitely open to your ideas as well. We'd like to continue this conversation on past the podcast itself. And if you like what you're hearing, please recommend it to other bass players and other musicians that you know. And uh, until next time, I'm Paul Freels. I'm Dave Guzman. This has been Practical Bass. Thanks for listening. Electric upright only gets, like, you don't really get the cool points out of it because it's just not that big. Right. People are like, what is that? Right. It's, it's a bass. But they can't tell because <laughs> it's like just this. It's just stall. a stick. <laughs> <clears throat> it's just a, it's a peg leg. <laughs> when you get done, you're like, you take it off and then you stick it onto your hip and then you hobble on out of the game. <laughs> Yar! Well, I'll catch you on the other side, meaty. Yar! <laughs> and then he wandered off into the fog and was never seen again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs>